Welcome back to another episode of the Aim For You Ladies podcast, where we focus on self-acceptance, our mindset, and living our best life. I'm your host, Sophia Tuckett. Today, I'm diving into mental fitness with Lucy Romano Vanderpool. She's a mental fitness and wellness coach. She is a bundle of information, and I have spent some time picking her brain on how we can become more mentally fit. Now, ladies, if you haven't yet done so, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. We are on a journey of getting to over 200 subscribers, and don't forget to drop us some stars as it's overly appreciated every time one of you take a moment to just rate this podcast. Let's get into it. Lucy, thank you so much for joining me in this space. And since you are a mental fitness practitioner, I want to learn so much more. And I want to know a little bit more around how you started and got into becoming a mental fitness practitioner. One of the things that um, I come across often in my practice is um, a couple of things. One topic that comes up quite a bit is um, self-doubt, you know, work around self-esteem, self-confidence, and and that overarching inner critic that's there. And that's there kind of sabotaging us, keeping us stuck. Because um, that's the other thing that people often come to, to coaching for is because they're feeling stuck in some type of situation. And so in looking for ways to, um, to support my clients, we're looking for ways to uh, develop myself I came across, you know, Shirzad uh, Shamin's work on positive intelligence and mental fitness. It really resonated with what I'm seeing in practice and what my clients are experiencing. And, um, and so that motivated me to, to learn more and to be able to be a mental fitness coach um, and to be able to support my clients through this journey of self-discovery and of helping them get out of their own heads. And so to do that, I find that the work of positive intelligence is really helpful because it gives language to what people are feeling. And it also provides a way of responding to that. So not only is it giving you language, but it's also helping you build that practice um, to make changes so that you're not only self-aware, but you're able to better respond uh, and stand up to that inner critic, to that saboteur. Mm -hmm. So what exactly is mental fitness? Um, in Shrizad Shamin's work in positive intelligence, he describes mental fitness as your capacity to handle life's challenges with a positive mindset, uh, without getting all stressed out and frustrated and, um, finding yourself in negative, in a negative headspace. Similar to your physical fitness, it's about 
you know, that journey to becoming more mentally fit. And so it takes time and work at it. Um, and similar to how with physical fitness, you've got your muscles that you're working on strengthening in mental fitness, you have three core uh, mental muscles that you work on developing, which is your capacity to intercept your saboteurs, that inner critic. It's your ability to uh, tap in to your um, sage self, which is your true self, and to also take command of the situation. Um, and so you're working on strengthening your capacity to recognize when you're being hijacked so that you can then stop that chatter and practice taking control of the situation by doing what we refer to as PQ reps, which are little exercises that you do to help kind of make that that break in the habitual uh, thought process that usually we just kind of habitually, you know, fall into our patterns of thinking. Um, and what you want to do when you're working on increasing your mental fitness is breaking that pattern so that you are stopping that habitual uh, thought process. And instead, you're responding to it with a clearer head. And so maybe the best way to understand what I'm saying, what I mean, um, like a PQ rep, because I know it's hard to kind of visualize that. Um, if you're okay with this, I'll invite you to do one with me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm up for it. Let's do okay. it. Okay. Okay. So I want you to get comfortable in your seat and I want you to take your two fingers and just bring them together ever so gently and rub them together so that you can feel the ridges of your fingertips and tap into that sensation. How does that feel? Just take notice of that. Mm -hmm. And then bring the fingertips of one hand together to the other hand and ever so slowly move your fingers up and down the palm of your hand. And while you're doing this, just focus on the sensations. Focus how that feels. And so what you're doing right now is you're tapping into your senses and you're using that, that focus to kind of quiet your mind. Mm -hmm. And so in, there's a variety of other exercises. That was just one, but they're, they generally tap into your senses. So you might be doing some labeling or some anchoring, focusing on your breath, focusing on your sight, but you're developing that capacity to do these exercises anywhere. So that when you're faced with a challenge, or you can feel your saboteurs, you can feel that, that you're about to get sabotaged, that it's something you can do to quiet your mind, to quiet those saboteurs, so that you can then 
approach the situation with a clearer head. Okay. So why don't you tell the listeners, because I've done the test, I know what you're talking about. Explain to the listeners the definition of a saboteur, because listening to you say that listeners might be like, what is she? What is that? Who are these people? You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) That's a great point, because it's true. I didn't, um, I didn't talk about that. And and when we don't have that language, it makes it a little bit tricky, right? So Mm. our saboteurs are the voices in our head that generate those negative emotions impact the way that we handle life's challenges. So they represent those automated patterns in our mind um, of how we think, how we feel, how we respond. Uh, They generally are at the root of all of our stress um, and anxiety and self-doubt, frustration and unhappiness. They tend to sabotage our well-being, our performance, our relationships. They're inside of us and they are how we self-sabotage. They are the root of, um, of how we get in our own way. And so um, you can go online, uh, like you said, and you can complete. It's a free, you know, two to five minute uh, assessment that you do online. And it provides you with a little bit more information. And when we talk about saboteurs, there is one master saboteur that we all have, which is the judge. And it affects everybody. And our judge is made up of three kind of parts. And so um, it's judging ourselves, it's judging others, and it's judging circumstances. And, um, and it can look different, you know, to each of us or at different times. So, you know, in some situations we might find ourselves judging the situation. Many of us tend to be our worst critic and probably judge ourselves the worst. And so then that's the master saboteur, but our master saboteur likes to hang out with what Shazad refers to as the accomplice saboteurs. And so they support the judge um, and they, they tend to hijack us and cause us a lot of setbacks. And so we, there, we have nine different saboteurs and we usually have, you know, two to three that are the most um, powerful ones. And sometimes they change depending on our personal life versus our work life. So in some situations we might, um, they might vary a little bit depending on the situation that we're in, but they consist of our avoider, controller, hyperachiever, uh, hyperrational, hypervigilant, pleaser, restless, stickler, victim. And I encourage our listeners to, as they hear me say these words, to think about which ones they think they might be, um, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. inflicted with. Um, (laughs) And and just kind of think about that, even just before you do the assessment, which ones do you think? And the thing about our saboteurs is that they tend to be our greatest strengths on overdrive. So when our greatest strengths have gone too far, that's when you're being sabotaged. Or when, you, when you're feeling frustrated 
and you're experiencing negative emotion, chances are your saboteurs have been activated and they are at play. You know what, Lucy, this reminds me of my positive psychology course where we learned a lot of our like shadow sides, mm-hmm. yeah, our strengths. So the saboteurs that you're describing sounds a lot like the shadow of a positive quality or mm-hmm. essentially a strength that we already have. Is that kind of, does yeah. that sound aligned to you? Yeah, very much so. And in essence, positive intelligence um, comes out of a combination of positive psychology, cognitive behavior therapy, emotional intelligence, and like sports psychology. So it brings the best of all of those um, as a foundation to to positive intelligence. So there's elements of all of those pieces. One of the, the really neat things about positive intelligence and mental fitness is that it provides a common language. And it's something that can be applied to so many different aspects of our lives. It's really transferable and it, and it gives that, that language. And it also um, gives kind of a, an, a new operating system or a new way of tackling life's challenges. So that's one of the greatest gifts that it gives is an opportunity to upgrade our, uh, our operating system. So if we think about, you know, our phones, we're constantly getting, you know, reminders to, uh, to update our iOS system. But when was the last time that you updated how you go about, you know, dealing with challenges? That's a great analogy. Honestly, I love it. Yeah. And it's, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, you know, we create our operating systems They've been, we've been developing those since we were little. And so what worked for you when you were a child isn't necessarily the best way of operating as an adult, but yet we hold on to some of those things. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the root of a lot of our saboteurs comes from that, comes from what we did when we were younger to protect ourselves and what worked for us then, you know, our lives are different. And so, but yet we're still using that old operating system. That's such a great analogy, honestly, Mm -hmm. because like when you think about like personal development and, you know, just living your best life even, right? Like that operating system analogy with our phones, that is not something a lot of people will be conscious of, right? Mm -hmm. So like, how are you challenging yourself to handle a trigger in a way that's different from yesterday, two weeks ago. So you're showing up in a better state. I love that. Mm -hmm. And if we think about, yeah, um, if we think about, you know, Albert Einstein, and he has that quote of what insanity is, you know, doing Mm -hmm. the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. That's kind of what we often do, right? We're all insane. <laughs> well, let, let, maybe not. <laughs> let's leave that part of it out. But let's think about you know that uh, the piece that we do tend to keep doing the same thing and expect different results. But you know, it's a great point because I, you know, as a parent, have 
noticed my a lot of my biggest um, triggers has come from parenting. So a lot of my huge learning experiences have come from parenting, right? And mm. sometimes the way I react, or in the past, at least, I've, I've definitely gotten over some big hurdles in these experiences. But like, just even meditating has gotten me there. You know what I mean? Like being aware enough to be like, whoa, Sophia, girl, don't you act the way you did yesterday. Like chill out. And like, I walk away from my kids sometimes because I'm like, uh, uh-uh, right. Like, I don't even want to have words. I don't even want to go there when I feel that sense of like annoyance or that trigger of whatever the situation is like being able to even walk away. But now I'm past that. Cause now I'm able to like stand there and, or sit with one of them and have a conversation. So it's huge. That is amazing because that is positive intelligence in action. Yeah. But like, so- you don't always notice that you're doing it. You're just doing it. If, if you're in that space where you're doing it, at least for myself, it's like, I'm being more reflective. Yeah. I'm such a reflective person. So I'm like, okay, no, I'm not there yet, but I will talk to her when I can. And then it's like the next stage. It's like, okay, now I'm, I'm able to even just deal with this face on instead of walking away. Mm-hmm. And, and that is you building your capacity and your mental fitness, because even without using this language or being aware of it, that is in essence, some of the things that you're doing, like you're recognizing that you're being triggered. So the reason why you're being triggered is because you're being hijacked by your saboteurs. There's usually some kind of, of a negative emotion that is being triggered, whether that's a fear, frustration, there's something there that's triggering that, right? Mm -hmm. And you're now, because of being self-aware, you're recognizing that. And the beauty is that when you acknowledge that and you recognize it, then you're better able to respond. And so you're taking that action of like kind of giving yourself a bit of a timeout by walking away and tapping into your mindfulness practice or meditating, which is similar to like doing a bit of a PQ rep. It's stopping that habitual neural pathway of response, of reacting really Yeah. Right. In the the past, you might've like reacted in that moment, gotten upset, gotten more frustrated. Right. Whereas you're starting to break that pattern and you're even like the next step is now you're in a clearer head that you're better able to have that conversation with a clear head and how different of an experience for all involved. Night and day. Right. And how do you feel when you do that? Oh, it's awesome. Now it's like, I can all day. (laughs) Like they don't even get to me like they used to. Like I can handle it. Don't get me wrong. I might have a headache or a migraine at the end of the day. It's just like too much, but um, it's not like it used to be. And my next question to you is this, because not everyone is so reflective, right? Yeah. How? And like, I always think of my inner critic, you know what I mean? Like sometimes Mm -hmm. we're just so hard on ourselves and I'm not just saying for myself, all of us in some Mm -hmm. state, in a way we are, how would you say mental fitness can support us to move 
past our inner critic to be more self-aware or is there a connection? Yeah. So with mental fitness, so there is a, um, a whole program that Shrizad Shamin has created that is in essence, a six week long program that helps you to develop that. And so there's, there's different components of it. It consists of um, access to an app that, you know, has been tested and, 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 you know, researched and, um, and uh, so you have access to this app and within it, so this is building on that assessment. So the idea is you now have your results. So what are you going to do with those results? Uh, because just being aware is only going to get you so far, right? So you need to put it into practice. And so through this training, what you're doing is you're learning to anticipate, you know, situations in your day where you might be hijacked and working on thinking about how are you going to actually respond. You're also doing reflective work around, okay, let's reimagine times that I have been hijacked. What could I do differently? Mm -hmm. And what you're doing is you're, you're taking, as you're learning all of this information, you're also learning how to take command of your headspace by learning to do those exercises so that you can have a bit of a clearer head so that you're already in a better headspace when you're reimagining the situation. And so you're preparing yourself so that you're, in essence, you're building your capacity to deal with those challenges so that the next time you face that challenge, you now have a new way to respond to it. So you can take that self-awareness and then, you know, work on applying it. And so you, you made the point of not everybody's so self-reflective and that's okay because that's the starting point. Yeah. Right. So, you know, we start somewhere at a, at a certain level of awareness and then you work on building that up. Mm-hmm. And so what I love about this program is that it gives you that language and that information to become more self-aware and to start questioning. Right. And so it, it gives you the tool to then be able to take it a step further. And so I think, you know, that, that, that part about self-reflection and that capacity to be able to do it, I think comes from from learning that language and from learning the material, uh, from doing the assessment, doing the program where, you know, with the program every week, you're getting an hour's worth of, of content that helps you become more aware of, you know, what mental fitness is all about, what your judge looks like, how is it showing up for you? Because it's getting you thinking about all of these things, um, thinking about your um, saboteurs and how are they showing up for you? And then once you have that understanding, then you're working on developing and re actually reconnecting with your inner sage, your inner Jedi, for those Star Wars fans out there. You know, you're working on tapping into that power. Um, and then, you know, the sage perspective is that 
there's a gift in everything. And so it's trying to figure out what that gift is. But when our saboteurs are activated, you can't see that because you're not in that right headspace. So, you know, we, we do that building of that um, knowledge and self-awareness, as well as building that skill set to get in the right headspace so that you can be open to being more empathetic, to innovating and being curious and exploring um, and navigating the challenge that's in front of you um, so that you can then take action. So mm-hmm. you've got your five sage superpowers that you're working on developing um, and then using to take action. I really like that. So Lucy, mm-hmm. when you think about, you know, let's say you had a client that just faced some sort of like infidelity or is going through a breakup. Would this be a particular um, journey you would take that individual individual on? Yeah, because I think that it would be really good to understand and to unpack those negative emotions that they're experiencing. So with that, you know, the negative emotions they're experiencing, are you, would you, are you trying to connect those to the sabotage, like the the inner sabotages that we all carry? Like, is that what you're putting them under an umbrella of? Yeah. Cause your, those negative emotions are the result of you being hijacked by those saboteurs. And so if you think about the situation that you're in and thinking about, um, you know, what you're, what you're feeling in that moment you know, what, what is it that you're afraid of? You know, what are the fears that are coming from that, that breakup? Um, you know, if your uh, saboteur tends to be uh, that you're an avoider and you're, you know, you're avoiding that conflict or you're avoiding, you know, having those conversations, then it leaves you still continuing to feel disempowered right? It's hard to, to move forward when you're in that space, in that headspace, right? So it's kind of understanding what is happening there, or maybe you're feeling, you know, that you're the victim in that situation or whatever it is, you know, it's kind of looking at how does your um, saboteur, how is it contributing to these feelings that you're experiencing? Mm -hmm. No, I was just going to say great point, but go ahead looking at that. So looking at that to better understand what is actually happening in the situation and what lies are you telling yourself? Because often in a situation like that, you know, you're, we're often, again, our judge can be highly activated and there can be a lot of inner judgment around it. So it's, it's having that better understanding. And I don't want to place, like make assumptions or generalization because everybody's journey um, with infidelity or anything like that is their own journey. So everybody would experience it um, a little bit differently. And, you know, when we, when we then look at, you know, that sage perspective, you know, everything can be turned into a gift or an opportunity. You're not going to be able to do that 
that moment when you find out that you've just been cheated on, right? Because you're not yeah. in that headspace, right? Like you need to unpack that and you need to, to work on building yourself up and building that confidence. Um, it's usually, you know, down the road that you can then start to see what that gift is. But we need to release judgment in order for us to be able to get to that point. Right. And that's a good point. Um, I wanted to ask you, so Lucy, what motivates you to live your best life? Yeah, that goes down back to some, some very basic things. So my daughter, my husband, my responsibility to myself, um, I feel like I owe it to them to be my best. Uh, I also believe that our very first purpose is to keep ourselves you know, healthy and living. And, and that's my why. And that's really what motivates me to live my best life. It's actually very, very simple. I like that. How do you embrace self-acceptance each day, Lucy? I'm at a point in my life where I accept who I am, flaws and all. Um, I do this by being honest with myself, by owning um, my thoughts, um, being compassionate to myself, acknowledging my imperfections, and being okay with that. I think that yeah. that to me is kind of how I embrace myself. You had used the word owning. What do you mean by that? So for me, it comes down to just being okay with, with who I am and, and seeing it as an opportunity for empowerment. So when I use the word owning it, I see it as a powerful word, as it's grounded in self-acceptance for me. It's about being who you are and being comfortable with that. You're familiar with ICA and with the, uh, the program. And one of the tasks that you do is to create your own coaching model. And when I was a student of ICA, I actually built my coaching model around that word, owning it. And, um, oh. and so I, to me, it's something that's very powerful you know, my, my goal is always to empower others. And I think it needs to come with feeling powerful in yourself. And so owning who you are is kind of that foundation. So I, I feel that it's, it's something that's just tapping into your inner powers, which now when I think about, you know, the work of, of Shirzad means, you know, positive intelligence work, and, you know, working towards connecting with that true self, I'm really seeing kind of why this really resonates for me because, um, because I, I, I do feel really strongly about that, your inner power and tapping into that inner power. And that's what the sage perspective and the powers of that you're trying to develop when you're developing your mental fitness is really all about. And that just came to me just now. I'm having a moment of, uh, of awareness, <laughs> which no, has been really I, cool. You're an amazing coach, Sophia. Oh, you feel <laughs> like I'm unleashed. coaching you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your question just brought on some awesome self-awareness just there. You know what? I'm in harmony with that completely, by the way, Lucy. So when you were saying owning it, and then I asked you, you know, what that, what did that mean? Or whatever I had said there. Um, I was just recently asked like two days ago, I had a little interview and I had said something about owning it. And it was like almost not verbatim what you just, 
articulated, but so close to. So I'm in complete harmony with what you were saying and how you described it and just being connected with your better, like your, your best self to be able, be able to, to own being um, connected to that sense of, you know, your best self so you can support others. So I, I can completely um, resonate with that. And yeah. And just building on what you said there, I think it's so important for us as coaches to, to tap in to our, our own power and to be comfortable in who we are um, and how we're showing up. Because I think I'm a big believer in energy and vibes. And I think that's um, really important that the energy you bring to the situation um, has an impact. Absolutely. Lucy, do you have a gratitude practice? Yes. Um, I am. I'm very, very grateful. Um, I also recognize my privileges. I've come to realize I need to share my gratitude more. And so that's something that I'm working on. I'm very good at being a silent practitioner of gratitude, of taking the time to recognize the things that I'm grateful for. You know, at night when I go to bed and I, you know, I think about all the things that I'm grateful for and I send positive energy out. Um, but something that I'm working on is speaking those words and, and sharing my gratitude with others. And that brings a certain level of vulnerability that's really hard for me. Uh, but I'm working on it. I'm working on um, acknowledging acknowledging that verbally and, and recognizing and acknowledging others for, for what I'm grateful for. Mm-hmm. It's really powerful to tell your loved ones what you're grateful for, or especially if you recognize um, qualities in them that are essentially strengths to, mm-hmm. to articulate it to them. Um, because sometimes we see things that they don't see. And once you point it out, they, they have, sometimes I notice that they have these moments of like, huh? Yeah, I guess I am. You know what I mean? I never thought of myself like that, or they'll accept the, the statement as their truth. And they may have never have done that in the past. Yeah. I was just going to say to bring that back to, um, empowerment and to our inner critic and our judge, most people don't recognize their strengths or the good things that they do, or how they contribute to others. And so when you acknowledge somebody's strengths, and you have a conversation around strengths, which is another area that I'm very passionate about, um, it can help boost somebody's self-esteem and confidence and make them feel better about themselves that you've had on somebody. It can also help empower somebody and make them feel better about themselves. And so that's what I mean by, you know, sharing my gratitude um, is also, you know, recognizing the impact that others have had on me and letting them know. Mm -hmm. I I don't think we do enough of that as a society. We're very good at, yeah, we're very good at being critical, (laughs) you know, even in terms of reviews and things like that, but we don't tend to, to acknowledge, recognize the positives. And so I think, you know, in this attempt to, to bring more positivity to the world and to empower people, I think it's really important to take the time to, to recognize those things 
because they've, it's made an impact on me. I'm hoping that that increases how they feel as well. And then, you know, they do more of that empowers them to keep doing that or to look for somebody else to support or to feel good about the impact that they've had. And, you know, and that, that then kind of builds on. And I think it's important to, to recognize people for, for the impact that they've had. Absolutely. I completely agree. Final words, Lucy, what final words can you share with the listeners in regards to mental fitness and self-acceptance? I think that self-acceptance is a journey worth pursuing. Self-acceptance is definitely a journey worth exploring. And to all of you listeners, thank you for sticking around to the end. All of Lucy's information will be found in the podcast notes. And until next week, continue to aim for you ladies. Be well.